Hello, and welcome back to We Built This Life. This is the podcast where I generally talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built their working lives from the ground up, but sometimes I also do solo episodes, and today is one of those days. I reached 20 episodes last month, which has been my podcasting goal for nearly three years. So today I'm going to talk about seven things I did to continually move forward to reach this big personal goal. Thank you so much for being here today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, welcome back to We Built This Life. I'm Jennifer Walker, your host. And if you listened to the last episode, which was number 20, I said in the beginning that the episode marked a big milestone for me. I just said that in the intro. Since I started this show in September 2019, that's when I released my first two episodes. One was kind of a solo intro episode where I talked a little bit about why I became a freelance writer and why I wanted to start this podcast. And the other was an interview episode with a friend of mine from high school who works in real estate. Since then, I have been trying to get to episode 20. I don't know why that was the magic number for me, but it was episode 20. That's what I wanted to get to. I have definitely hit some roadblocks and some moments of deflated confidence. And I've had times when I have been more productive and when I've had more success with getting people to come on the show and times when I've had less success with that and... I've just taken a break because I've had too much freelance work or because I had other things going on. But I always came back to this goal of 20 episodes. This is something I really wanted to reach, and I'm really proud to have finally reached it. I am recording this episode after I finished my last episode, episode 20 with Teresa Cangelosi from So Botanical in Baltimore. I went on the website of this local company called Sue and Lou, and I bought this sweatshirt. I knew I was going to buy the sweatshirt when I hit 20 episodes. I'm wearing it now as I'm recording this. Let me just look down to see what it says so I can be accurate. It says, support your neighbors, shop small, Baltimore, Maryland. And then there's a please and thank you on there. And that has been what this show is about. That's why I started it. I really wanted to tell the stories of entrepreneurs and small business owners and how they got to where they are. And I just thought the sweatshirt was the perfect way to celebrate having finally reached that goal. So for this episode, I'm going to talk about seven ways I reached this personal goal. The ideas I have in here would be more geared to personal goals that you don't necessarily have to accomplish. I mean, personal goals can be anything, right? They can be career goals or financial goals, health goals, self-development goals, and on and on and on. But for this episode, I'm talking about goals that are not tied to your financial bottom line. So if you don't complete them, they won't affect your ability to pay your rent or get clothes and food. They will not affect your future in terms of retirement and saving for college for your kids. I think those type of goals, not necessarily all of the time, but more often than others, they can be easier to stick with because they have bigger implications. But podcasts, for example, when you're starting out, they don't bring in any money. And I would guess for the vast majority of people who start podcasts, they never see any financial gain from their show. They just, you know, spend a little bit for equipment, for the podcast hosting every month, for the website to promote the show. That's not to say that it can't happen, that people can't see financial gains. And I'm actually talking to somebody next month, Aaron Dante, the host of Note Picks After Dark, which is an award-winning podcast in Baltimore. And he has gotten to that point where he's seeing financial gains for all of his work. So it does happen. 
But podcasts, I think, often start out as personal passion projects, right? So how do you stick with those type of goals, goals that are personal passion projects when you don't necessarily have to finish them, which makes it easier to kind of let go when you hit these roadblocks, but it does mean something to you to reach this goal that you have set for yourself, right? To reach this personal goal. You want to get there. That means something to you. That's what I'll be talking about in today's episode. Now, before we get started, the disclaimer, I feel like I always need to give these disclaimers just in case. I'm not an expert on goals and reaching them. I'm merely talking about what has worked for me to reach a long-term personal creative goal. So this is my own experience. And if these things worked for me, my hope is that they'll be helpful to others and hopefully to you too. So now let's get into this week's episode about the seven ways that I reached my personal goal of 20 podcast episodes. Okay, so the first thing I did is I tried really hard to remember my why. And you hear that advice all the time. I think it's for a reason. It can be really hard to remember why you started something and why it's important to you because there are so many things that can cloud that over and interfere. So for a podcast, the number of things that can get in the way of you remembering why you started in the first place can be the number of downloads and listens, the number of followers you have on social media. You get wrapped up in all of that, and then you can't remember why you wanted to have a podcast in the first place. So for me, it was helpful when I was feeling discouraged to really actively try to remember why I started. And then I could think, okay, for now... I'm hitting the goal I wanted to hit, and maybe that's the most important thing. And then, you know, I would feel better about everything for a while, and it helped me keep going. So I wanted to talk a little bit about why I started this podcast. I covered that in my first episode, but that released three years ago. Not many people are going back that far to listen to it, a podcast from three years ago. So apart from wanting to learn a new skill and wanting to explore a different form of storytelling, I started this podcast for two reasons. My youngest child, who is four now, was just a baby then when I got this idea to start the show. And we love him and would never, ever, ever change anything that led us to having him. But at the time, my middle child was getting ready to go to full day preschool and I was getting ready for a shift that comes for parents who have been home with their kids. You know, I was freelancing very part time, but I was essentially a stay at home mom. The shift that comes when your kids go to school full time. And I found out I was having my my youngest son and I was kind of thrust back into being a parent of a baby again and everything that comes with that. So the nursing, the not sleeping, the diapers, just all of the things involved with that stage. So instead of shifting into the next phase of parenthood with school age kids, I was starting all over again as a parent of a newborn and I just needed the project that I could work on for myself and that I could control because freelancing to a certain extent, the work comes in when it comes in. So I needed something that I could continually work on for me. So throughout these last few years, when I've been working to get to these 20 episodes, when I remember to do this, I would remind myself, you know, you started this to have something for yourself that is just related to your identity as a person and not your identity as a mom. And just by working on the podcast and putting out new episodes, I was reaching that goal. So I tried to remind myself of that. And then the other reason I started this show correlates directly to some experiences I had as a writer. At the time, this was in 2019 again, I was writing here and there for a local magazine and I did health stories for them that were around 1,200 words. 
So, you know, in a 1,200-word story, I would want to tell stories about three people. So that's 400 or so words per person, give or take. 400 words goes quickly. And I'm not blaming the magazine in any way. It was a print publication. And the amount of space you have is just the amount of space that you have. You know, only so many words fit on the page. That's just how it is. But 400 words when you're talking about serious concerns like health is not a lot of words. So I was working on this story about crowdfunding for medical expenses. So that would be services like GoFundMe. They were new at the time. And so this was more of a story. You know, now everybody knows about it. But I found this woman online to talk to. And she had an advanced stage of cancer. I don't remember what type. She was in her early 40s, the age I am now. And she had four kids. And she wanted to meet in person. She was more comfortable with that. So we met at a Cracker Barrel. I met her outside of the restaurant. And what I remember about her is that she didn't have hair because of her treatment. And then I remember her being so warm right from the get-go, just so welcoming. She gave me a hug right away. She just had a good energy that like I could tell that just drew people in. And we went in the restaurant and we sat down and she started talking to me about her cancer diagnosis, about how hard it was to afford things for her kids and how she didn't want to tell them that they couldn't participate in certain activities because of their mom's cancer diagnosis and the expenses that come with treatment. That's what my, you know, my story was about. It was essentially about medical expenses and how people were reaching out to other people through services like GoFundMe to help during these times when these bills got really high. So she was sharing really personal things. She was crying at one point and she was just really being very open and very generous with me sharing about her experience. But I had to limit her section of the story to 400 words. And I have no idea if if this bothered her, but it bothered me a little bit. I just always felt kind of bad about it. I still remember this woman's name. I looked her up sometime after the interview and I saw that she had passed away, but I still remember her name all of these years later. This has to be eight to 10 years ago. And I interview a lot of people for, you know, just in my freelance life alone. So I don't always remember names, but I remember her. And I've had other experiences since then of interviewing people who have been diagnosed with cancer and feeling like I wasn't doing their stories justice within the word count I had available. But this was the first interaction where I felt that. So even though I'm not talking about health on this podcast, what I like about interview style podcasting is that there is a lot of room to tell a person's story. You know, within a 30, 45, 60 minute podcast episode, a lot of a person's story can be covered. And I was really drawn to that, to having the space to go a little bit deeper with how people got to where they are and their motivations, coming from a place where I felt guilty that I had to limit people's stories. So this is the other part of why I wanted to start a podcast. And I tried to keep this in my head when I hit roadblocks, because again, just by putting episodes out and finding people to talk to, I was reaching this goal. So it really helps to remember why you started. Okay, the second thing I did, I worked at my own pace. I always ask guests when they come on the show what they wish they knew when they started their business. I think I read that question somewhere about how it's a good question to get people sort of thinking and talking. And I was thinking about the question in relation to this podcast and how I would answer it and what I wish I knew in the beginning or, 
you know, what I wish I felt more comfortable acknowledging is that it's okay to develop a pace that works for you for something like this that isn't tied into your financial livelihood. When I was starting out, I feel like I often heard people say that consistency is important in podcasting, which is true, but that the way to be consistent was to release an episode a week. And that does make sense in terms of growth. The more content you get out there, the more you grow. But one podcast episode a week is a very hard pace to keep up with. When you think about everything that goes into one episode, the research, the outreach, if you're doing an interview, the interview itself, the editing, the copy for the show notes and social media that needs to be written, it's a lot. And people do put out one episode a week. That definitely happens. But I wish I knew when I started that I didn't have to strive for that same goal and work at that same pace because I would feel bad that I couldn't release more episodes and then I'd take long breaks because I felt bad about that. But eventually, I think I just, and this is more recent too, I think I just had to admit to myself that at this time, I'm probably not going to get out an episode a week. I just can't keep up with the pace. But I do think consistency is important and something that the show has been missing. So my new goal is one episode a month. That goal feels reachable to me, especially if I incorporate a few solo episodes, which I'm going to talk about next. So I feel good about that goal. I'm going to be working at my own pace. I'm going to start slow with being consistent. And maybe if I can reach that one episode a month, maybe then I'll look to do more. But yeah, work at your own pace. You can totally do that. Okay. The third thing I did, I adjusted how I would get to my goal to help me reach the finish line. So when I started the podcast, because it's focused on small business owners, I had it in my head that I was going to do 20 interview episodes, but I learned a few things along the way, only doing interview episodes, which I still love. I get such a rush writing out the questions I'm going to ask people and actually talking to people and you hear them say these really you know, valuable, inspiring things while you're talking to them. And I just kind of get a rush when that happens. I still really love that. But only doing interview episodes meant that I was reliant on other people to put content out. And as someone with a small number of podcast episodes, a small number of Instagram followers, etc., booking guests is not always guaranteed, right? Now, I can remember a time earlier in my freelance career when I used to be a member of a lot of freelancer groups. And one of them, the main benefit of the group was this very active listserv. And someone had written on the listserv that they were looking for work. They were looking to expand the number of freelance writing clients that they had. So what they did was send something like 80 letters of interest to different organizations. And letters of interest, you just talk a little bit about yourself and your background and how you would be a good fit. And you're basically asking people if they have work to outsource. And it can be really effective. One of my longest running clients came from a letter of interest that I sent out probably a decade ago. But I mean, just the amount of focus this person must have had to be able to reach out to that many companies really blows my mind. And this person did find work because this kind of thing is a numbers game. The more people you reach out to, the better your chances are of getting a hit and of having success. And she did have a financial tie-in here. More clients for her would mean more money. So that helps with motivation, of course. And that would probably be a great strategy for booking podcast guests too. The more people you reach out to, the better your chances of success. But I mean, when I ask people to come on the show, I like to know a little bit about them first. I like to follow them on social media. I like to have some kind of familiarity with what they do, the product they're offering, that kind of thing. And so just the research ahead of time just takes time. So I don't 
you know, I, I don't reach out to 80 people at a time. If I get a really good burst of energy, maybe I'll send five emails to people at once. But usually I'm, I'm reaching out to a smaller number of people. So that leads me into adjusting how I was going to reach this personal goal of 20 episodes. Even though my podcast topic is how small business owners and entrepreneurs built their careers from the ground up, the title of my podcast is We Built This Life, which could encompass lots of things. Career is only one piece of building a life. So I thought, okay, maybe I can bend this topic a little bit and talk about other things on my own. So for me, I've started building in solo episodes like you're listening to right now. I did a few solo episodes early on. For episode eight, I talked about how my family was trying to live a more low-waste lifestyle. We are not low-waste by any means, but the episode was more about some of the small changes we were trying to make and the products that were helping us sort of make strides in that direction. And then after I reached 10 episodes for episode 11, I talked about lessons I learned in the first 10 episodes of podcasting. All of these small business owners had shared so many great lessons. I'm actually going to talk about one in a little bit. So it made sense to me to consolidate some of that wisdom into one episode for listeners. Then more recently, you know, I took a long podcasting break last year and it happened to coincide with these six months that I was dealing with what I would consider to be pretty intense eczema was kind of focused on that a lot of the time. So when I came back to podcasting, I talked about that. It's not a huge health issue, but definitely something that is quality of life affecting. So in episode 18, I talked about my experience working with a naturopathic doctor. And in episode 19, I talked about some of my tips for addressing skin issues and some things I've learned about how to address skin issues. So Out of 20 episodes, five of them, if you include my first introduction episode, were solo episodes. And then, of course, this is a solo episode. June is a really busy month for my family. Both of my older kids have birthdays, so it's nice to have some solo ideas to fall back on to help me reach my consistency goal. When I think about the podcasts that I listen to regularly, I actually really like solo episodes. I kind of think of it like you're watching a TV show across several seasons, which is not to reduce podcast hosts to fictional characters, but I hope the analogy comes through here. You get to know the characters in TV shows. They're familiar. You get to see how their story develops over time and how their opinions or their interests or what's important to them changes I think that's the same for following a podcast host for a long time who incorporates solo episodes into what they do. It's interesting and I enjoy following along. So I think there is, of course, room for solo episodes in podcasting. There are entire podcasts that are just based on solo episodes. But I think having both the solo episodes and the interview episodes is actually a nice balance because then you also get the wisdom and the new perspectives from having guests and then you get to know the host a little bit from the episodes they do on their own. So adjusting how you get to your end goal can be a helpful way to ensure that you get there. Okay, the fourth thing I did, and I feel like I've talked about this a little bit before, but I I never really know if I feel totally confident going there, but I'm going to bring it up because I can't be the only one who has had this type of feeling and has had to deal with it. So number four, I found ways or one big way to preserve my ego so that I could keep going forward. So... I'm going to tell you a specific story about how I addressed something that was really 
bumming me out so that I could keep moving forward to reach my goal. You know, like I said, I think I've talked about this before, maybe in that episode about lessons I've learned in podcasting, but I was having a really hard time with reaching out to people to be guests on the show and not hearing back. And I have been one of those people who doesn't write back. So I I get it. I have a podcast email account that I never remember to check because I rarely ever get emails there, except for this one time when someone who works for a publication that is local to me wanted to interview me. But because I don't check that account, I didn't see the email until a month or two after I sent it out. And I know, you know, why would you advertise this email address if you're not going to check it? I, I should be better about just checking in every now and then. But once I finally saw saw that email, I could have still responded, but I didn't because so much time had passed. So on a mental level, I absolutely understand why people wouldn't respond to requests to be on the podcast if they're not interested because I've done it myself. You know, I've been in that position, but on a feeling level, that kind of rejection is still hard and can derail your goals, or at least for me, it's something that could derail my goals. So to protect my ego, and I'm going to talk about social media here, I looked to my private Instagram account. So I have a private account, it's at jwalkerwrites, that I rarely ever post on anymore. Maybe once a year, I'll put a picture up of my kids. But I keep that account around mainly to follow businesses that I'm interested in, content creators who I want to keep up with, but I, you know, I don't know them personally, just people who I don't have a relationship with, but whose work I like and who I want to keep up with pretty much. So what I did is I started transferring my follows. So for small business owners and entrepreneurs who I'm still interested in learning what they're doing, but I didn't develop a relationship with through this show which are both okay, just talking about managing the challenging feelings that come with that. I started switching my follows from at We Built This Life, which is my podcast primary account, to my personal account at Jay Walker Writes. I'm still interested in these people's work. I still like what they do, but it's helped me compartmentalize relationships and not feel so badly about myself, right? You know, when I grow on my personal account, I'm looking at what small business owners are doing as a consumer, just someone who is casually following. But when I'm on my podcast account, I'm looking at people who I could have a connection with or who I might potentially want to reach out to. So it's just a little trick, I think, that protects my ego and helps me separate out these relationships so that I don't get bogged down by these negative feelings that can come when you feel rejected and so I can keep moving forward. And it's been a really great trick. So, you know, I recommend that if you're sort of struggling with something similar. Okay, so number five, I worked within the pockets of time that were available to me. This was advice I heard from Ashley Becker who was a guest on episode 10 of this podcast. She's the founder of Sayla Designs, which is a jewelry company that gives 100% of its profits to charity. She has four kids, and she mentioned that when her kids were younger and she was getting Sayla Designs off the ground, she had to work within these little pockets of time. When they were napping, or a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there, and it would take her sometimes a couple of days to finish project like a photo shoot because she had to divide that project into these little chunks of time. But... That's what she did to get her business off the ground and to continually move forward. That advice really spoke to me. And when I have been more prolific with the podcast, that's what I have done 
too. You know, I would work in the evenings during the pandemic, would tell myself, just edit an episode for half an hour. And then usually I got on a roll from there and I would work much longer, but I set the initial time goal at a small and doable number. 30 minutes is not much, but I could still make progress within 30 minutes. And then even today, I have this new goal of releasing one episode a month. It's June 20th today. I finished the majority of the script for this episode in the car while my husband was driving and my kids were in the back and we were heading to the beach. And now it's almost 12 o'clock. I'm recording in the bathroom. I seem to always record in bathrooms while everyone is sleeping because I'm getting this episode out this month and this is the best time to do it at night when everybody's asleep. So I've used the time that is available to me to chip away at my goals and to make progress. The sixth thing I have done is I have held on to the things that keep me going. So another trick is that if you have ever got any positive comments about what you do, it's great to save those and they are nice to look back on when you're feeling discouraged. I feel like I've talked about this before too. Early in my podcasting career, I got a few nice notes from people I had interviewed about how they enjoy being guests on the show and they were happy with how their episode came out and I saved those. It means so much to get those. And I, you know, I keep them to look back on if I just need a boost, a little boost of energy. It's nice to know that people are happy with your work and that people are listening, especially for something like this podcasting when you might not always get a lot of feedback. And here's a sneak peek for July's podcast episode. I interviewed Aaron Dante from No Picks After Dark. It's a best of Baltimore podcast. And he has interviewed some big guests. He has corporate partners and sponsors. He partners with others in Baltimore and beyond to do live broadcasts. He's really found a lot of success as a podcaster. And I interviewed him this morning and he said that he listens to my show. He was able to mention a couple episodes that he's listened to. And he had some really nice things to say about this show. You'll hear it in that episode when it comes out next month. But that meant a lot. Those are the kinds of things you can hold on to that will help keep you going to reach your goal. So if you have a favorite podcast or a blog or YouTube channel, a favorite, it doesn't have to be this one, it could be anyone, and you take the time to reach out to them and share some kind words or leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or whatever it is, there is a lot of power in doing that. You can really make someone's day and even better, encourage them to keep going because it's helpful to know that someone is listening. So that's how this tip could relate to something like podcasting. I'll give one more example that is apart from podcasting. So another personal goal I have for this year is I decided I'm going to train for a marathon in October. I'm going to run this marathon in October or walk it or whatever. I'm going to do it somehow. So I've done a handful of marathons in the past, but not since I've had kids and not in my 40s. My last one was probably 13 years ago. And I just want to see if I can still do it. I started to have this like feeling like maybe it's time. You know, my kids are getting older. I want to see if I can still do this. So I just started training. This is week three, I think. And I'm training by myself, which I prefer right now because I just want to get out and run when I'm ready to go and listen to my music and have my introvert time. But that also means I'm not accountable to anyone, which can make it challenging to keep going. So I just decided this. What I'm going to do is take a photo every week or a short video during my long runs on Saturdays. 
and I'm going to put it on Instagram stories with my mileage for the week and I'll set it to music and then I'm going to save these stories to a highlight. So my thinking is that once I get to the really hard training weeks, you know, like the the 16, the 18, the 20 miles and the heat and humidity of summer, it's going to be really hard to keep going. It'd be really easy to give up. It's much easier to back out of things when you're doing it by yourself. That I can look at this highlight reel that I'm creating on Instagram to see my progress and that seeing these photos from earlier training weeks will show me how far I've come and this will keep me going. So holding on to the things that will keep you going, I think is really important in reaching these personal goals. Number seven, I think this is number seven. I'm not doing a great job of keeping count, but think about what the process of trying to reach your personal goal has given you. That's what I did. I have thought about what the process of trying to reach my personal goal and the work I've done along the way, what that has given me. So I think there are benefits to undertaking any personal goal and putting in the work and following through to reach that goal. For podcasting, when I think about the benefits, what this podcast has given me so far, I think about the interesting conversations I've had with people who I never would have had the opportunity to talk to otherwise. I learn things from everybody I talk to. I'm inspired by each of these conversations. And one thing I liked about podcasting before I started is that I could reach out to people if I was interested in their work and I could hear more about how they got to where they are and have great conversations with them without having to sell the story to a media outlet or something because that's my background freelance writing that's what you do you have an idea you pitch it and you try to sell it to a media outlet but now I have this platform and I can reach out to people and tell these stories without having to get somebody else involved and beyond that this podcast has helped me connect with people who I never would have known otherwise you know I haven't had co-workers for more than a decade Even in my part-time freelance work, I've had long-term editors who I've never met in person, have barely corresponded with beyond email. So it's been nice to have this podcast as a way of connecting with people. And going back to social media again, I really see this there sometimes. Like for my birthday this year, I just posted a photo of myself along with my age. I'm 43. And a lot of the, the likes I got on that post were from people I'm connected with because of this show. And that was really, really cool to see. So thinking back on all the benefits you have gotten from trying to reach your personal goal has been a great motivator for me. All right. So those are the seven ways that I have reached my personal podcasting goal of 20 episodes. Now... I'm thinking if I want to push beyond that original goal, the next step might be to think bigger. So for me with podcasting, the question becomes, what do I ultimately want to get out of this show, right? Now that I have 20 episodes, what's next? What's the end game? What am I striving for? What will I eventually need to achieve in order to keep going? Because if I can start to maintain some kind of consistency with my episodes, and I really think that's the next step. Then a year from now, if I still have the same number of downloads or the same number of social media followers or the same occasional challenges with booking guests, I might need to reevaluate and figure out what makes sense for the show at that point. So these are the questions I'm thinking about and trying to answer them feels like the next step. There's a person online that I follow, Elise Blaha Kripe. You might have heard of her. I think she ha- I think she has a good number of followers. She's an entrepreneur. She has a planning business called the Get to Workbook that is a planner plus a goal setting tool. 
And she's written a book about goal setting. She's a big crafter. So things like pottery, sewing. And not too long ago, she completed this year-long project where she released one product a month and went through the process of promoting it and selling it. And she had a podcast episode every month to go along with that release where she shared some behind-the-scenes details about how she was reaching this goal every month. So she's a really interesting person to follow and relevant for this episode because she talks about goal setting so much. And in her Get to Work book, which I've owned before, Every month, there are these six questions you can answer at the end of the month to assess where you are with your goals. And one of them is, you know, something like, what can I let go of this month? Or it says like, to let go of, because we're always changing and our original goals don't always serve us as we evolve and grow. So I'm not letting go of this podcast. There's more I want to do. But if we are talking about personal goals, I think this is an important point to leave on. It's okay to let go if that's where you are. That can be a part of the process. But for me, it's onward, and I'm excited to keep going. I have the interview with Aaron Dante from No Picks After Dark coming in July. In August, I'll be talking to Michelle Dickinson, who is a life and business coach who works with career women who want to get into entrepreneurship. And I am always looking for new guests. So if you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner, or if you had a side hustle or you work for yourself, in some way, and you'd like to come on this show and share your entrepreneur story, which is a really fun experience. I've been interviewed a couple of times on two different podcasts, and it's actually really fun. And I think I'm a pretty relaxed interviewer. People have told me that a couple times. I try to make this a really pleasant experience for guests. We're just having a conversation. So if this is you know something that sounds interesting to you, I'd love to hear from you. You can DM, DM me on Instagram at We Built This Life, and I'll share my email address, and then we can talk from there. So, all right. As always, I thank you so much for listening today. I hope you can take away some inspiration from this episode or some concrete ideas for how to move forward to reach your own personal goals. I will be back next month with interviews for the next two months, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening today to We Built This Life. If you enjoyed the show or if you have constructive feedback, I would love it if you would leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also come say hi on Instagram. I'm at We Built This Life. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch. I would love to hear from you. Have an amazing day and I'll see you soon.